Live from the Talking Joe Studios, it's Talking Joe. You seem normal. Hey, 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 Talking Joe fans, it's Mark here. You are watching the Golden Joe's Awards for uh, the Devil's Due. We're going to be talking about issues 1 to 25 as a little bit of a res- retrospective selecting our favorite components for a number of different categories and i'm joined by many many prestigious guests today to as to go through these uh these special issues and uh pick out what we like and what we don't like if you're watching live you can join in and leave us a comment uh for example sergeant slaughter slaughterhouse is on board <laughs> so good to have you uh we've got Matthew. Hey, Matthew. And we have got uh, people ready and waiting to come in and uh, and talk to us. The party is getting started, as uh, as is pointed out. So who have we got coming up first? It is one of our regular presenters. Here we go. I really want to talk Joe with you. It's a real American Tim. American Tim. Hello, viewers, and hello, Mark. Good to have you, man. Uh, let's jump on in with the next person. J J J J J J J J J J J it's Joe Joe I'm excited. I'm nervous. I feel like I'm on the red carpet. I've never been to an <laughs> awards show before. Quite, I'm getting ready, ready to hand out these Golden Joes. It's quite a tuxedo you've got there, Jay. <laughs> I try to, you know, I try to try to keep Excellent. it relatable to the common man. <laughs> Yo, Jay. Uh, <laughs> Good morning, Sergeant Slaughter, Slaughterhouse, and everybody else that's in the chat. And the guys that are about to join us, I'm excited. We've talked to a lot of these guys on Facebook and in Messenger and stuff, and now we're getting to uh, to hang out with them and, and talk about uh, what we've been reading and uh, you know discussing for the yep. last ten weeks. Unleash the rule, twenty weeks. Unleash the guests. <laughs> the rule is a you, that may you're have a guest. Some access to grind. So we'll see. <laughs> the rule is you're a guest. You get a jingle. Here we go. <laughs> Hello. It's the Bart man. And uh, yeah, good to have you on board, Bart. We were talking before about a long time ago about getting you involved in this before these, mm. these guys sort of came in and hogged the limelight. Um, so yeah, nice, nice to sort of finally uh, get you onto, onto the show. And uh, thanks for uh, having me. It's, it's glad, it's glad that you're sort of dressed up appropriately to talk GI Joe as well. It's nice for you to, to make that effort for us. <laughs> I just can got you, off of duty, so it worked out pretty good. Can you give us a hint as to where you might be today? Um, it's a hot place, deserty, in the Middle East. You've given away too much already. Uh, um, I'm in Benzaheen. <laughs> there you go. I was close. 
the same general room. Yeah. <laughs> but, That's but, what the, but the room you're in, it looks like there's air conditioning because I see a, a mini split yeah. behind you. Yep. <laughs> That's how we uh, do everything here. Every room will have at least one or two in them. It's hot. Okay. Next up, we <laughs> have... How the hell did you find that? Hello. Straw. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hello. Hello. Pleasure to be here. Yes. Hello. Hello. Hello, Richard. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, people on our Facebook group will recognise uh, Richard, or rather Carol, uh, as as a regular sort of commenter over over on the on the Facebook. Uh, uh, group and yeah, a brave man ex exposing uh, his true nerd culture to to his uh, better. <laughs> well, yeah, it's because I'm too lazy to get my own page, so uh, I have a very tolerant wife. Yeah, my my favorite my favorite was uh, her her commenting um, that. Uh, that that her notifications were getting filled up by people talking about GI Joe crotches. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Richard, I'm too lazy to make my own G.I. Joe podcast, so I just waited 10 years oh, and yeah. now Mark asked. It's essentially the best way, I find. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, I yeah what are you guys? <laughs> I've just said that I promise not to... I, I'm obviously the only actual fan of Devil's Due in the world, but I have promised Mark to behave today and, and not tell you why you're all, why you're all wrong about it, but... I would, uh, if it's if it's diplomatic, hey, let us have it. Let us. If have it's it. diplomatic and informed, I would like to hear yeah. why, why well, we're wrong. I shall behave. Yeah, go go, go for it, uh, uh, Richard. Because at the at the outset of this, it was clear that that you were a Devil's Due era mm. sort of uber fan. So yeah, before we get into like the awards category, it would be good to get your take on uh, why it is you like that era, uh, you know, quite so much. Well, I mean, I think the thing for me is, um, obviously, being from the UK, I'm an Action Force fan first, and uh, this is going to sound terrible, and I genuinely meant this in the early days. Larry Harmer was just some bloke who came in at some point, and when I was reading comics later, I followed Action Force, which was published in the UK, and there was the original stories, and then there was the Larry Harmer reprints. And when you're about 12 or 13, I'm not really a comics person generally, who's writing these comics wasn't really imprinted on me and then i went away from it for a long time until about 14. i'd like to pretend mm. i got involved with girls and but i didn't i just became a doctor who fan and i forgot all about it and then i picked up a comic in a comic store in about 2002 that was gi joe and it was devil's Jew. and i hadn't really read the larry harmer stuff and devil's Jew, mm. i followed it it's literally the only comic i've ever created and well, I'm sure we'll come to it. I'm sure there's a hundred reasons why you're absolutely correct in so many of the things you said you don't <laughs> like about it. I'm not arguing it. You know, I'm sure you're you're absolutely right in the way you're looking at it. But to me, this was G.I. Joe. I went back and I got the Larry Armour. I mean, of course, Larry Armour is G.I. Joe. But to me, for a very, very long time, G.I. Joe was Barrel Roll and Kamakura and, and Blaylock and all of that. And... Mm. I think it's when your first introduction, it was essentially a reintroduction that got me all back into all of this. And so for me, sadly, it goes beyond reasonable criticism. Um, you, know, <laughs> I, you know, some of it is just, I know that you're right, but I still love it. So, 
don't know what to say. It's just, it's got a connection. Got me back into G.I. Joe and Action Force and all of that. <laughs> so I just love it. I just do. We'll try come in here. Don't, don't forget Firewall. Do you even love Firewall? <laughs> Firewall's okay. Uh, Demon, that was okay. Killing him was fine. Okay. But, uh, um, Bart, and do you, I know, Bart, what is your connection uh, with the Devil's Do run? Or, or the comics that came before? Uh, before, I had them all uh, through a subscription at Marvel. So they just came to my house. I really didn't have to sort them out. So I read all those all the way up to 155. Um, right around then, whenever I graduated high school, went into the military, did four years there. And then they uh, politely asked me to leave and, and not return. Uh, so I took a civilian job where I worked in the same area for about six years. Um, the, the company had, to, had a bit of a downsizing because of um, a market crash kind of thing. So I decided to move back home. I'd been away from home for about 10 years. So I moved back home, and this is right about the time where Devil's Due was just starting to pop off. And not being home for so long, I really didn't know anybody there. Uh, the job I had lined up, I didn't end up getting because the regional director who was going to hire me, I knew 10 times more than he did. So he uh, badmouthed me to the owner and the owner didn't hire me. So I'm sitting around with nothing better to do than to, to Google myself. So I got on Devil's Dues. Um, they had their own boards at the time. So between job hunting, um, hanging out with what friends I could find back home. I spent most of my time on there talking to like-minded people. Um, I probably spent way too much time on there. I, I don't know if you would say infamous or famous, but I was well known on those boards uh, for many years until they closed down. Um, so it just happened to be where I needed something to do that provided me with something to do. And it just kind of snowballed from there. And I, I just haven't stopped since. Were you buying the issues at a comic book store? Uh, at this time, yeah. Um, a friend of mine uh, that I knew from back in my high school days, um, he had a buddy who owned a comic book shop. So he said, hey, go see my, my friend, get a, a pool box with him. And that's what I did. And I, I still have um, a pool box with him to this day. He's, he's uh -huh. my uh, Joe supplier. Another buddy of mine I've known since I was like 13, he started another comic book shop. So I get all my other books from him to kind of diversify the funds and, and spread it around a little bit, help, help the small guy out with, with their business. Excellent. Yeah, I was big into those uh, Devil's Due boards back in the day as well, when I was supposed to be working. And, uh, you know, one of my colleagues are like, what's that black, <laughs> black screen that keeps on popping up uh, on your <laughs> on your computer screen? And yeah, they, they would call us like the the UK elves, like most of the users, you know, over in, in America. And uh, it'd be like overnight when everyone else is asleep, yes, us Brits would be type typing away <laughs> our, our comments and uh, uh, for, for everyone else to wake up to the, the next day. Um, Okie dokie. Um, we might be having an extra guest at some point soon um we'll uh, we'll see if uh, there's any dirty diapers that get in the way in between now and then <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but otherwise i think we are good to go with uh with the award ceremony so uh let's go oscars emmys it's not about them shows this award segment has golden joes
Mark, there we uh, go. Tell us about this photo of these three storm shadows. Uh, so this is some crazy limited edition golden storm shadow uh, and silver storm shadow that were made available. That um, yeah, I don't know a huge amount about the backstory of, but uh, they make for a nice Oscar esque uh, image. Uh, to represent our Golden Joe Awards, I think. Were these a were these a Hasbro release in America? Uh, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. Oh, maybe, <laughs> I don't know the full backstory. Maybe one of our because research, uh, I, Mark. Research. I, I put on my Transformers fan hat, and Takara did this kind of thing with Transformers uh, all the time in the '80s and '90s, and probably still today. Maybe mm. one of our uh, our viewers. Who's, who's who's doing this live? Uh, if they know, we'd love to hear from you. We'd, we'd love you to show that you know more than Mark. <laughs> it's not that easy. Not not, not that tricky, rather. So uh, yeah, yeah. A bit of Google oh, food, and so you'll you'll find it. I said not that hard. Not that hard. Yeah, yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, I think uh, I'll uh, because those golden stormies. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sounds a little name. bit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so it sounds like a bit, little bit like a political scandal. But uh, let's not go into it. Oh, so, okay. So, <laughs> kind of a mixture uh, of two. Yeah, maybe I'll uh, I'll play the jingle again, and then we'll flick on to the first of the categories. Oscars, Emmys. It's not about them shows. This award segment has Golden Joes. Okie dokie. So first out of the gate, it is Best Cover. So for Best Com Cover, nominations are Issue 1. Uh, quite, quite iconic there from uh, J. Scott Campbell. We have also got Issue Number 6 there, representative of the Zek Ovra. Issue 24, I think this was a nomination from uh, Richard, uh, Tim Seeley. And finally, uh, issue 25 from uh, Bado. Oh, my eyes, my eyes. <laughs> Too, Too bright. bright. <sighs> it's, but it's, yeah, it's not Bado who, who, who went too far with this cover. It's the coloring. Oh, heavens. Um, so... <laughs> Well, I, I, I'll, I'll kick it off with a with a brief uh, reaction to the first two. I do like that J. Scott Campbell cover. I wonder if it um, uh, if it lowers a little bit in my estimation for being a partial cover homage. And then as for uh, as for issue six, um, I don't know if this is my favorite Zek cover of the, of the bunch, uh, and certainly his covers for twenty and twenty one. Have some have some added <clears throat> has some added excitement because he was drawing one of those issues, um, and uh, you know you get you get connecting covers. Um, so if I'm going to pick one, it's going to be one of one of these first two. But I I might vote for something that's not uh, visualized right now. Okay, okay, a write-in vote there. Okay, um, I think we had uh, Richard. Do you want to talk to issue twenty-four? Your nomination. Hi. Thought I'd nominated issue twenty-five actually, but um, <laughs> was it okay? Um, maybe maybe, yeah, maybe well, it was the other way around. Uh, well, I, I, but that I, was Bart. That was Bart. Okay, we'll talk let's about go, let's go one you nominated. 
Okay, Richard, well, you talk 25, to 25 then. 25, I don't know. I just love it because, uh, as you may well learn, I'm a massive, massive fan of The Last Stand, and I think that's the best of the covers. Um, I, I don't think it's too bright, is it? Uh, maybe that's a comic technical thing that I'm unaware of, but I just love this image of Serpentor wandering toward wandering he's not wandering he's stalking towards cobra commander <laughs> despite the appearance of cobra commander's half nose which is something i really don't like at all um i just like the imagery we um, agree yes, it's on one that. Of those, yeah, yeah. it's one of those covers that's not literally what you're going to see in the comic but it's sort of symbolic of what's going on in the story and it ultimately comes from the fact that i know i'm I know I'm bashing my head against a wall when I say this. I love The Last Stand, and I love the way that cover is as representative of The Last Stand. Okay. So not a technical uh, love. Not a technical love for anything in particular. I just love that image, although I'm not going to vote for it. <laughs> Quite honestly. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, 24 Bart. Uh I like it because it's a wraparound, so you get you know um, the best bang for your buck. Plus, it's just them charging into go somewhere and kick butt um i had a couple other ones that were uh, like runners up and they were just just kind of fun that's kind of how i picked all all my choices was uh just out of fun uh everything leading up to the last arc i thought was just him trying to to get his feet underneath them i didn't necessarily think the the writing was was all that great um but he did have some interesting stuff um so yeah, I just think this cover was was just fun. It's just a bunch of Joes getting ready to to do what Joes do. Very good. Okay, let's uh, let's take a vote, shall we? So I'm going to get out my pen. Um, who's? Uh, let's have a show of hands. Who would vote for number one? We got a J, a J and uh, yes. and also a Mark, I think. So we give that one two votes. I think yeah. It's yeah, an homage, but but it's its own piece as well, and I think just instantly, uh, instantly classic, and and um, you know, the fact that it was the number one and and launched this era, era as well, sort of a bit of a nostalgia factor there. Um, yep. Any votes for for number six? We've got a one. <laughs> I told you I was going to vote against my own choice. Because uh, I've forgotten uh, that one. Anyone for for twenty four? Twenty four. We got Bart. And I think Tim has not voted yet. I think I'm going to vote for seven or eight. <laughs> uh, a Zek cover with um, uh, seven and eight. Um, one of them, uh, uh, Beachhead. Beachhead and then, one. Uh, yeah, that's Beachhead, right? Um, so the much personality. Uh, and then Storm Shadow uh, um, ending the phone call for Hawk has so much menace. Yeah. So, yeah, insufficient buttons on the phone, though, Tim. <laughs> Um, yeah, I had seven as a runner-up, and then the okay. one that was, um, I think, fifteen was the one with the photo with all the buddies, like arm in arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a fun one. Or, uh, I, okay, was that? It was so think, fourteen or fifteen, one of them. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, I think number one just takes it by a smidge there on that one. But uh, Mark, are you voting, or are you divided. just are you just officiating? Uh, I'm voting as well. So my vote was for, for number one. Maybe I'm, did I miss somebody from uh, that total? We've got, yeah, we've got, yeah, we've got five of us. That adds up to five. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. The winner's cover. So, issue number one. Next back, best nice. back, back cover. So we have got uh, a lineup of, uh, several of the, uh, of my favorite pieces from David Michael Beck. 
here and uh yeah a sort of a, a really key part from that devil's due run and what, what set it apart was kind of the production values that they they took you know they invest really invested in, in adding these onto the book you know with additional cost when they, they absolutely didn't didn't need to so uh it was always yeah fun to to see what uh, beck was gonna come up with and what character he would feature um tim do you want to chime in um uh this was not a category until yesterday when mark and i were chatting and i said i said um i think i'm gonna sort of vote away from your four nominees for best front cover by just talking about david michael Beck because <laughs> he's so important to this run and it was it was a cool extra thing that that josh blaylock did in including that work so i'm going to take credit for this category um and uh, and I, I am voting for one that that we we see here. I'm voting for. Uh, can you tell? Can you can you remind us, Mark, which issue numbers these are? Oh, I didn't write that down. Oh, uh, never mind. I think this is the <laughs> Snake Eyes is diff Baron's definitely is number eight. issue number one. Um, and, but but yeah, I can't. Uh, Storm Shadow, I think, was the first issue that he appeared in, and Cobra Commander was a probably number three. Um. But but yeah, so so let's go straight to the the votes. Uh, show of hands again uh, for Snake Eyes. None for Snake Eyes. It's an iconic piece. Uh, anyone for Storm Shadow? No one. Uh, Cobra Commander. Landslide. Uh, gorgeous. Oh, fireflies. Three, four, five. Gorgeous. Here we go. Gorgeous use of light. This is David Michael Beck's best GI Joe image. I think I actually have this as a poster. Back in the day, Devil's Due was putting out a bunch of covers as yeah. posters. And at one point, I guess they weren't selling, and he marked them down to like a buck a piece. And I, I probably bought 20 of them. So I got all kinds of different posters. Wow. I think this is one of them. Nice. Excellent. And uh, we talked to uh, Chuck Costas the other day about uh, this Baroness piece again because uh, he owns uh, the uh, prelim piece where her hips were lying at a slightly too seductive angle so uh so he's got, got the a, unused one that we looked at he's got the the pencil prelim which was then also painted up as a separate piece um okay. as well so there's a sort of three iterations really of this out there um in in the wild okay what do we have up next Best new toy tie-in. So yeah, Devil's hmm. Dupe era. They did try and focus in on the toys that were coming out in the day and keep it keep it current, even though they didn't necessarily uh, have to. But uh, yeah, uh, hats off them for for sort of carrying carrying on in that tradition of, of focusing on the latest toys of the day. So what have we got? We have got the new Hiss Four Tank with the rising front. Uh, making its grand finale, uh, sorry, big entrance uh, there in that that scene where they're taking on the uh, the Russians. Uh, we have uh, a, a nomination there from uh, Richard for this one, Crosshair, which uh, I allow, but it's sneaky because he's got a one pa panel appearance <laughs> in issue twenty five, I think. Uh, yeah, it's a good it's a good figure. Actually, do you want to while we've got it up on the screen? Do you want to talk to it? Um, well, I, I must admit, I'm again not going to vote for my own nomination because something better's come up. Uh, <laughs> but I think the the better toy tie-ins are actually twenty six onwards. But um, I just love this figure, and he did appear, so I reckon he's allowed to be at least nominated. 
which makes him a member of the academy. But yes, I, I won't be voting for him, however. <laughs> so uh, I don't know why I did it. Richard, can you um, can you help us out a little bit? Um, mm -hmm. What year is this figure from? Is he one well, of the figures? Is he one of the he figures was, with the sort of two big um, shoulders? Or, no, yeah, I think he's seen... from the Spy Troops range. Um, that was, would have been about, been about 2003 when, yeah. when this book it, <clears> came <throat> out. And yeah, I think he, definitely one of the better figures of that, that era and featuring a, a, a hat that, that many uh, customizers uh, loved because they could, you know, you, repurpose yeah. it for their long range re recon patrol. Is this a an O-ring figure, or does his waist yeah. twist? Yeah, it's when they got all that sorted out again, okay. um, and they were moving into making these ones. And this is between, I think the, the Spy Troops is probably the best of the three sort of ranges they did, because I thought Valor versus Venom went a bit mad. And uh, <laughs> I just think he's a great figure, really. Yes, his appearance is absolutely feeble, although he does have a reasonable appearance in front line. But um, but there he is. You can see him, so so that's fine. And he's in a picture with Ripcord, who's the best G.I. Joe character, so that qualifies him automatically. Mm, it's not a very strong defense. Next up, um, uh, we've got a, a, a Duke who uh, was the first crowbarring in of... Uh, of a figure this this was one this was the limited articul articulation kind of first wave that was coming out um uh, when the book was was launched and uh yeah duke duke is out of his uh his suit and tie and into uh into some new duds for for the finale of the first uh first arc of the of the series in issue four um next up maybe controversial choice it's uh i'm gonna add uh, our next guy into the stream actually because he might have something to say about this it's uh let's let's find his uh, jingle actually and then i'll hit, add him in it's the man uh, just in time to talk toys <laughs> yo joe everybody Yes, Joe. What's happening? <laughs> Welcome. Hello, Jay. Hello, everybody. Hello, Richard. Hello, Tim. Bots. What's up, Mark? Tell us how apologies. we're Apologies. I'm, I'm the... half, half an hour late. My computer has shut the bed. Honestly, I was watching the little <laughs> wheel wheel turn for 30 minutes. But don't worry. I was watching you guys okay. on the YouTube. So uh, I'm I've well up to date. And I yes, know. that. why is that a controversial choice, Mark? Tell us how we're wrong about, about the that. wildfire. We haven't said anything yet, but I know we're wrong because you're here. Well, uh, well, I, I just, it's quizzical that, I mean, I think it was a, an, an error that the wildfire was the, the name used in issue, what was it, issue three, its debut in the swamp, yeah. mm -hmm. um, because it is the night attack chopper. Uh, yeah. That was in that first wave of like 2002 G.I. Joe versus Cobra toy line. And it's a damn it, fine toy. It's weird as hell, but it's fantastic. It can really you be just... can you be a little more specific about how it's weird? <laughs> Some of us haven't held one or okay. haven't held one. So in 20 years. Uh, the 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 weirdest part about it, and I find no real world precedent for it, but each of the rotor blades, if you can imagine like a, a three pronged swastika, each of the rotor blades have a have a, a bend to it. So you've got these three bent rotors, and they don't unbend. It's not like it's a feature that it kind of folds up. Mm -hmm. They they actually spin with this kink to them. And then if you look at the initial art, my goodness, 
um, is this a helicopter or is this one of the craft that um, the Kryptonians use in Man of Steel? <laughs> like it's very organic, very insectoid. Um, yeah, very buggy. Uh, I think this weird. was the controversial, the controversial element of the choice is that well, it was a you know because we're calling this best new toy toy tie in and the um, the night attack chopper at the at the time I think was quite well received. It's you know a cool looking vehicle. Um, with some great features yeah, sound attack okay <laughs> putting putting that to one side for now which is the controversial elements because it, it added awful blocky plastic protrusions onto otherwise very svelte accessories um the night attack chopper has a, a handle at the bottom that when you pull it um this the rotors start spinning so cool it also wow. triggers a an engine sound and then it's got a, a trigger that you can pull out of the, the main body of the craft. And once you fold that down and pull the trigger, the wings deploy. And if you pull it again, they fire missiles out of those pods until they're all spent. It is mind-blowing the kind of engineering that they included in this toy. <laughs> it's really a hidden gem. What's the, I mean, what's the, the Tomahawk can't pull double duty at every turn. I mean, that, the damn thing doesn't have doors. This has doors. <laughs> What's the, it's got what's the plane from uh, like 92, 93 that has the, the, the handle uh, of the trigger? The Ghost Striker. Also yeah. a great toy. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of the toys which, which have a place for a kid's hand to sort of double as like a kid, you know, <clears throat> gun. Because then it stops mm -hmm. being this scale G.I. Joe vehicle and starts being like, something more like a super soaker or like a, you know, like a, like a kid's dart gun. The joy of these particular toys though, Tim, is that, okay, with regards to the, the back trigger, it's, it's quite discreet. And the other triggers are fold up, they fold up into the body of the craft. So, you know, it's the, the belly is, is a clean line if you want it to be. And the same goes with the ghost striker. It also kind of flips up and, and is out of sight. The most egregious thing about the ghost striker are these, piddly little um orange landing gear struts they're bright orange and they're so short uh how that thing doesn't belly belly in every time it takes a landing is uh nothing short of a miracle anyways i've gabbed long enough yeah it's, uh, time for the next toy <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say uh, yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say quite a cool toy but maybe the uh, the initial interpretation of it a bit weird um next up what do we have oh that's it that's the four categories so who wants to take a vote or add their own write-in choice? Tim. My write-in choice is uh, is a G.I. Joe Strike File issue number three is best <laughs> toy tie-in. Because early on in this in these first two years of the Devil's Due era, that's that's Devil's Due making its biggest statement. Not one panel, one panel here, one panel here with the wrong name. That's them making their biggest statement about the toys. Okay, so here we go. The writing category has been added in, Tim. Um, so let's have a show of hands. Uh, uh, the new hiss, who have we got? We've got a Bart, and I think I'm going with that as well. I think it was cool. So let's add in a two there. Um, crosshair. Got to go with Crosshair. Okay. Jay is voting for it, yep. and Richard is not, despite it being his choice. Uh, Duke, any love? Any love for Duke? No. 
Can we, can we like no more cast Duke. negative votes? Um, I I do I do <laughs> want to say that that Duke uh, Cobra Commander two pack has a certain nostalgia for me because even though uh, they you know they weren't that posable, um, it felt like Hasbro was really paying attention to the brand with with this line with this two pack and you know the way that yeah. they're um, posed together in the package you know and you have instant play value you're a kid you get two characters you get a good guy and a bad guy so yeah i, I don't love the lack of ball socket joints but um, other things about this figure um make me happy but i'm not voting for it okay and and who who just laughed at bull socket um so last up <laughs> i laughed at you <laughs> Uh, last up is uh, the wild <laughs> fire. Not so. last up. We got a write-in vote. Oh, sorry, we've Another got the write-in vote. Uh, yeah, so so we've got wildfire. Who's who's voting wildfire? I have we totally forgotten shit. about it. <laughs> Two <laughs> So nice, they released Two. it thrice. And if my and if my maths is right, uh, then we've got one for battle files number three. So we've got a. Uh, we've got a, a, a tied vote for Hiss and Wildfire. So does anyone want to change their vote to, to swing it, to give us a win winner? How about we put it out to the comments thread? Uh, oh, okay, comments mean <laughs> Wildfire wins. Okay. <laughs> if I'd changed my vote, it would have gone to Crosshair. That would have created the same problem, so. <laughs> so, is it possible so we'll, for them to release a hiss with a more exposed gunner than the hiss three, or is it the hiss four? I like he's literally cool. just sitting in a nice cradle on top of the thing. At least in the original hiss, the guy had half of his body concealed by the vehicle. But yeah, that hiss is such garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so the wildfire, the wildfire has Tell it. That's how you really feel. I almost chose the wildfire, but since the names didn't match, I didn't really see it as a toy okay technical file uh, now we come to an actual tough one. Oh no Best there's there's, there's a typo, typo in the marquee a ruthless in terror artist you know what in terror mark mark if only yeah. if only the eye here had serifs <laughs> Maybe it was stood out then. Yeah. Then okay. Uh, right. First up, oh, we my. have everyone's favourite, Steve Kurth. Uh, like him or loathe him, he did give uh, some quite dynamic panels, such as uh, this one when we see uh, the big entrance of Cobra Commander. Uh, Tim Seeley from uh, from Richards. Uh, Richard, what is it? What is about t Tim's? <sighs> style do you think that resonates I don't know. I so straight forward. it's it, it, this is going to sound so negative it's because he doesn't look like all the others i i find people like curse i don't like that <laughs> muscly look and weird strange faces i like seely i've heard the comments that have been made at how he looks like other things to me he doesn't maybe my not having a background in comics means that i don't notice these sorts of things i just think he's dead straightforward and he makes Covergirl look very nice. That's a very nice choice of picture, by the way. Is, is that is that not a politically correct thing to say? I don't know. But um, <laughs> nope, I don't I'll know. I, I, I can't give you a technical answer for why I think he's the best. I just think he's dead straightforward. He's not grossly exaggerated like I find one or two of the others. And again, maybe because it may just be longevity 
he just became the, the the the, mm-hmm. the the artist that I associate with the stuff, with the with the band, yeah. with the with the comic. He's a nice guy too. I've met him several times. Had had many conversations with him. Super nice guy. Excellent. Um, and and yeah, we're sort of looking at this with the lens of issue one to twenty five. Obviously, mm, he, he did do, do certainly a, a lot more more work in uh, in subsequent issues as well. So so I guess in in terms of looking back. Uh, and our nostalgic memories that possibly uh, that yeah. that might play a, a factor. Um, okay, and then who's next? Um, Brandon Bado, uh, splash page there from issue twenty, and Mike Zek. Um, so uh, let's uh, any any comments actually before we we vote or or maybe. You know, put your hands up for a vote and and give a give a comment as as you go. I got a quick question. Uh, Mike Zek, does anybody feel that that he fell off a little bit from the from the Marvel run? Uh, to me, I don't think he looked quite the same, and not in a better way. I don't know if that's just because he's older, or what. Yeah, I, I think, think we kind of talked about that a little bit during the show. I I, I think a lot of it has to do with um, just an artist simplifying his style over over years you know like i said during that that episode they they find that they can tell uh, as good a story with fewer uh, lines sometimes i don't know like i said i think that this one could have almost been in straight from the thumbnails uh, there's a lot less detail and a lot of what is there's it's not as tight as as you know like the old marvel covers um i, I know exactly what you're saying uh, but I think there's reasons reasons for it. Tim, what do you think? Um, I think that so I think in our collective memory of Mike Zek, sometimes what we do, what what I do is I think of his covers and then I compare them to the interiors of this issue, mm-hmm. which isn't a fair comparison. The fair comparison would mm-hmm. be like Punisher number one and Craven's Last Hunt. Um, but um, so many of his projects were compromised by um, changing deadlines, like editorial sort of ruining things. Um, and, um, and, you know, Punisher number one is 1985 and GI Joe 21 is, is decades later. So, um, it, it does not look the same. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not vote for Mike, Mike Zek here sort of as a, as an honorary statement that though he obviously drew an issue of GI Joe between one and 25, it was, and I mean this in a nice way, it was a stunt and, um, I don't, I don't associate Mike Zach with Devil's Due, despite the fact that he did a few pinups in Strike File, he did a few covers, and he came back for this wonderful issue. Um, so, like he, he's a he's a Devil's Due artist with an asterisk. So even though I love this issue and it was amazing that he came back, and you know, kudos to Blaylock, um, uh, I'm going to vote for uh, Jamal Igel because sort of. <laughs> Pound for, because I, I like to create discussion. Pound for pound, um, his work was was the best uh, in terms of um, uh, character acting, finding a middle ground between um, uh, sort of a lot of ornate detail and like stylistic exaggeration, and then something sort of smoother and more, quote, regular, um, like a, a less ornate style. And... Um, even though he wasn't there for very long, um, his work was such a, a breath of fresh air um, after what had just 
uh, come before. And he's the guy who uh, I wish had had stuck around the most. I wish he'd you know done two full arcs. So my vote is is uh, is Jamal Igel. Okie dokie. Okay, so am I uh, sorry to am I allowed to say? And this is going to be terrible, gents. So just cover your ears for a moment. I had no idea who Mike Zek was or that he was significant until podcast <laughs> a few weeks ago because I love his stuff with this. Um, but I had literally no idea of his significance. Is that are, are we allowed to say that? Is that why I'm well, so forgiving? Just, of just have say whatever you want. We we all have blinds. <laughs> we all have blind spots. I was just asking. I was just asking what the name of the other helicopter, what the handlebar is, and I'm sure fans are like, "How can Tim not know a toy yeah. from 1993?" Yeah, and I mean, I guess for for people who first discovered Joe through um, through the UK comics, through the Marvel stuff, um, like reprints particularly, um, I don't think we would necessarily have the exposure to to all of that original cover art because a lot of the time it was mm. it was not using the original covers it was specially created uh, art by uk creators so um yeah i don't know that we necessarily got to see all of mike zek's um covers the first time you know first go round so so it's you know if from that perspective i guess it, you know it's a, probably a fair a fair blind spot but um there's, uh, yeah. there's also a critical mass that builds if you are an American comics reader in 80, 85, 86, 87, because Zek is doing G.I. Joe covers. He's doing Marvel Tales covers, which reprints issues of Spider-Man. He's doing Punisher. He's doing Secret Wars. And and he he in that span of two or three years, he becomes like one of the top Marvel guys. And so just as Mark said, that that might get diffused as those things are not reprinted or reprinted differently elsewhere okay so let's shall we get to the the votes and if you want to chime in with any additional comments as we as we say the names then uh, please do so um so any love for steve kerr no hand shooting up <laughs> um t- tim seeley every time i'm seeing one two Two. Um, we have got Brandon Bado. Um, yeah, Jay. And, and he is good. Steve. And I'll put my hand up for for that one. Yeah, the the hood nose. For um, me, uh, issue twenty was probably the best, single best looking issue of the of the whole run. Uh, between just his. Tight, tight pencils, the inks, the, and and the colors in that one, you know, we talked about it, didn't seem to be overdone. Really nice issue. I would have loved, you know, to have seen like a, a graphic novel by Bado or to see him really stay around and, you know, give him a little more time to do some of those other issues. There were still some panels that were kind of rushed, uh, you know, even in like 22 and I think he did he do 23 or, or just parts of it. Uh, he did. He did some of the early, earlier last stand stuff, didn't I he? I think. But... I think if he's got time to, you know, to really put the work in, he he really cranks out some beautiful stuff. And that that issue twenty is just a, one of one of my favorite GI Joe issues. Uh, period. Of a I run. I would like to for a publisher curate or edit a best of GI Joe collection, uh, in case any <laughs> publishers of GI Joe comics are hiring consulting editors for a, a one time <laughs> gig. 
and uh, I would include uh, in a in a collection um, because I I for such a job I should include something from Devil's Due, uh, and I would include issues <laughs> twenty and twenty one. Good call. Yeah, uh, that's it's, it's quite a one two punch, both yeah. both both art wise and and narratively. Yeah, we all were so. really high on those two issues. It was a it was a real real peak. So Brandon Bado uh, has it with three best GI Joe character. So who have we got? We've got Paige Flint. Oh. <laughs> we have Flint there. The, no, I uh, could write her in, I guess. You could write her in, Jay. That's your yeah. prerogative. Uh, Flint in an embrace there with Baroness, uh, sort of slight, slightly, mm. you know, guiding us down the wrong path as to what actually happens in issue. His uh, Battle Files entry there with his new look uh, in a black T-shirt. And uh, that is, I think, the Battle Files um, uh, trade paperback cover. Yeah. Um, actually, it was, uh, was it, Richard, was it you who asked for, for Flint? Am I remembering? No, I think really? I, I went with Duke. Oh, it's Bart. Um, here you go, Bart. Do you want to give a shout as to what it was about Flint that you liked? Um, through the run, I think you got to see him develop the most when he was, um, captured and interrogated and everything. And, uh, he just kept getting beat up and he just didn't care. He was like, you know, <laughs> hit me. I, I don't care. Kind of thing. I don't know. I just, I just thought he had a, a lot of good development. You, you saw how, um, his woman cared for him. And so that, tells you that you know he's a good guy or else she could have just been like ah screw him we'll get him when we get him kind of thing everybody else in the book they were just kind of there other than maybe duke you know, only because duke has that like weird cia thing that that he's not talking about um i just thought flynn had the had the most development and i mean he gets to kiss lj and baroness so he's got that going for him <laughs> nice that's uh that's that's yeah <laughs> that adds a lot to it now that I think about it. Uh, it's too bad it's not at the same time, right? But, you know, that's a fantasy <laughs> for another day. It was close. It was close. Okay. <laughs> Keep your fan fiction to yourself. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> next next up, we've got Duke. Um, so, Super uh, Asian you know, man. It's, he was a big part of the uh, storyline, particularly those those first few issues. And there in many guises, the uh, the the uh, the spy in his suit and uh, uh, the secret agent, um, a black suited um, sort of snake eye style sneak suit, and uh, the the new look togs uh, there. Uh, a new character, um, you know, influential in that, in that first lineup, Kamakura. But we're this and... far in, and we don't know anything about this character. Hardly. How can you? How no. can anybody? I mean, honestly, you guys. Any, anybody votes for a Kamakura? That's, yeah, that's half the mystery alligator. of them. Maybe you know, we maybe. didn't know anything about Snake Eyes either. Mm. Ah, we knew True. some stuff. Well, <laughs> twenty-five issues not, in. I presume we we're knew not about doing the car crash. Yet. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's let's, say, not, let's not do the. <laughs> let's not do the spoilers. But we do find out much more about. Uh, Let's yeah, we do find out much more about Kamikura, his backstory, and uh, I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure got Master and Apprentice uh, miniseries to to come. Uh, so so yeah, there's there's certainly more to come from Kamakura. I'm just saying um, at this point, 
How can you this point? This point is unknown. And uh, just yet, we'll have to put an unknown in into here as well. Um, don't know who this guy is, but uh, yeah, but, you know, featuring him here, it's it's Snake Eyes. Isn't there a movie or something with that? Did I hear something? Well, about I've that? heard no. something like that. Uh, I don't know. Um, so there we go. That's that's the uh, that's the four. Wow, um, that's tough. Jeez. It is. It's tricky. And, and these are the nominees for best Joe character. If you want to suggest somebody else, do you have a, do you anyone, have a writing, Steve? Anyone? anyone. Oh man, um, Scarlet just for her groan-worthy antics throughout this <laughs> run. I, I don't know, guys. Um, You're not going to pick Crosshair. All bloody douchebags. Um, <laughs> Well, that's what gives them some character is they're not just all good guys they got some douchebag qualities to them makes them real you don't, you don't have to picking the best of a bad man. bunch you just don't no maybe maybe that's the fun of this category like which of these guys is the biggest d-hole um duke <laughs> yeah biggest total total heel turn of like your your tough as nails top sergeant suddenly becoming this suited spook type i mean that's just of all the characters they could have picked they picked duke but then also yeah. make it happen that's an order damn it i mean that, that's why i chose duke because i, I, I i'm going to say this with absolute respect to three of our guests being <laughs> three of our guests three of the three of the people here being british i am mildly suspicious of the sort of all-american boy blonde chap that he was and i'm I, I love Americans. I just make that clear. Um, <laughs> but I love the fact that they turn him into an absolute sob uh, in this, yes. and that's something that's going to carry on. Because um, I, I, I don't like Duke originally. <laughs> I honestly mm -hmm. much prefer him in this version. But I'm not going to vote for him. I'm going to. Good thing another friend of the show ain't on here. Yeah. I'm going to like. Gonna, what did he just say? I'm going to politely not vote. And this isn't like this come isn't, on! No, no, no! This isn't this isn't like you a can't big, take a pass. Um, uh, none of Mark, these characters in, in here in these twenty four issues um, jump out to me out. Yes. as as a as a best. They're all like interesting and good. You know, like I, I don't love Kamakura. I don't love what they did the Duke, but it's interesting. I don't think the stuff with Flint works, but it's interesting. You know, I like Snake Eyes, but his like freak out um, at the elevator door like doesn't work for me. So not as a like devils do bad, not not that. Just as a like this this category, these options and 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 a a, a write in vote uh, don't don't grab me here. So re respectfully and politely, I'm I'm not voting in this one. But even out of these four, you can't just just pick one of those, throw a dart at them. Um, it, you know, it's it's the difference in sort of the best versus the not best is so infinitesimal. Uh, but he doesn't have to be the best in the series; just the best of these four. But again, coming from from this comics material, nothing is speaking to me about these four okay. guys. Okay, let's let's take. You don't a like a then. nice tailored suit. I have I have a nice tailored. I do like a nice <laughs> tailored suit. I got married in a nice tailored suit. <laughs> I'm just saying, four guys. You get, a nice, suit. you get a nice tailored suit here for like 25 bucks. I think everyone else should vote. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Uh, who who's got the love for Flint? I'm gonna I'm gonna troll my boys in the chats and say, yeah, I've been persuaded I've quite genuinely. Three. So I think that makes him the I think that makes him the winner. 
Duke. Nope. Kamakura. Nope. Uh, Snake Eyes. Always going to be a Snake Eyes guy. Oh, There's okay. a couple of missteps. The whole... Uh, oh, what was it? Like Probably issues 1 through 20. 25. But yeah, there were uh, yes, yes, yeah, still my favorite character. Did you see the still, issue still where a lot of parts uh, with him? In there it. was a panel they had that had his his uh, tattoo upside down. Okay, <laughs> right. you I know, think I he's like I... sitting there like sharpening a knife or whatever, and it's upside down. Uh, honestly, but, I wouldn't but, even. I bet that. you the guy who goes I, to conventions and he right points out guys who have their tattoos the wrong way. <laughs> You're that guy. There's a guy here on base has one. I, I went to stop him the one day and talk to him, but he was beelining for somewhere and it was like 120 degrees out. So I said, screw it. I know it's is, been is said the on right the, way around. The episode. Yeah, was it? <laughs> Who's no, it was, it, was the, it was the correct way. Who's oh, voting for Duke? No, no one's voting for Duke. So we've got two, two for Snake Eyes. And, you know, there's... I, I, you know, there's a lot to like about the snake as well. The, 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 you know, elements of the design are pretty cool. The, you know, the taking parts of the that classic V2 and you know having the trench knife on the on the front, adding the uh, Arashikagi um, symbol onto his his arm. Um, you know, and Branding. and he's a big part of big part of this uh, this storyline. Cobra me, character, um, for me, perhaps the, a more the, interesting category. The best snake eyes part was in 21, and I mentioned it during during our review of that, where he was just relentless, like like trying to get Cobra Commander. He was not stopping. And it's like, <laughs> to me, that is always what would epitomize Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes will not stop until he, you know, saves the whoever or, or beats the bad guy, makes it to the top of the building. He's not yeah. stopping. It cost him a relationship twice. <laughs> The sure. fighting got so intense that the blades caught fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that cover with Flint is so provocative, it has totally outstripped the storyline that, that it is not relevant <laughs> to. Um, and that's that that that's why I voted Flint. So yeah, I am a sellout. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You made good arguments for Flint. Cobra character, possibly a more interesting uh, category. We've got the, the King Snake himself. It's Cobra Commander. Destro. Noble Destro. Um, Storm Shadow. And Serpentor. Or Serpentor. I, depending quick on question. Type. I'm guessing that's Daddy Destro and not Son Destro based on the outfit. This one was, yeah, Daddy Destro. You gotta ask. Okay. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't get yeah, my boat. His, his, his stompy boots are cut off that that panel. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, any uh, any call outs to, uh, here to make? Um, what do we think of Serpentor, for example? Under yes, sir. <laughs> Mark, I love the way you say Serpentor. He's it's like Mister Pentor has been knighted. Yeah, Serpentor of Cobra Light Island. Yeah. He was just underutilized. He wasn't given no. enough time to, to shine or really... Um, I don't know. I know Richard loves that uh, flat, undynamic artwork, <laughs> but it would have been great if we could have had some oomph no. to those pages. 
but yeah, he just was Serpentor wasn't wasn't given enough for me. The one here that that shined, and somebody else mentioned it earlier, was uh, uh, Cobra Commander was just a badass. You know, every, every almost every chance that he got throughout the entire run, it it, it would this was not the sniveling cowardly you know cobra commander from the from the cartoon this was uh yeah this he was, was my submission commander. i don't yeah. know if anybody else submitted him i it, did but but for those exact reasons is he yeah. was just an ass kicker the whole way ruthless i mean ruthless. Shoot nobody people. shoots my son <laughs> yeah, except me, me. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome yeah that's what we want to see yeah i yeah. never and ever when, liked cobra commander but in this oh. There's some just really dynamic kind of moments where, it's, you know, uh, there's panels and splashes uh, where, you know, he just, he looks really great. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, some really great port portrayals and, and scenes and menace. Um, right, let's, let's have a show of hands. Who's uh, who's up for a bit of Cobra Commander? One, two. Three. Oh, I think it's unanimous. I'm going to put my hand up as well. So I think we've got a full house for Cobra Commander. He is King Snake. King Snake. There we go. Easy. Well done. All those other guys are like, we okay. matter. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we've got uh, Best Story, The Last Stand, Homecoming. This is uh, those those Joes hanging out and uncovering, sort of stumbling onto a Cobra Conspiracy in the in the bar. Uh, out for Blood, that's the solo Duke and Major Blood, uh, issue number five. And Closure, that's issue 20 and 21, including... The silent issue from Zek. Um, so, uh, who was it the that selected Homecoming? Who wants to, to give that one a shout out? Volunteers? No, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who asked for it. Okay. The internet just asked for that one, I guess. I don't. Know. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, just I think I gave it a, a, an honorary mention. Maybe just, maybe it was your honorary mention. I just want to point out, uh, since Mark's probably about to ask about Out for Blood, that both the font on that uh, parachute, that font is called Impact. Uh, that's the same font that Mark has used for these titles and the words best story. So we see Out for Blood in Impact, both in the page and also Subliminal. below the page. <laughs> And I think this might be the only Just time as well there's message. a title page that features the uh, the name of the story um, on the oh, on the splash oh, page. In, in, in the comics as opposed to in the In credits. the comics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe. I'm pretty sure that's the case. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, Homecoming uh, gets an honorable mention for me because they're both drawn by Bado and that was his first work on here. And I, I know, you know, remember being really high on that and, uh, you know, there were just some stories, story spots that, uh, you know, kind of bring it down. But but the art was for me when it when the book kind of had the uh, the possibility of kicking up. That's when I was like, okay, this could be really good. So, uh, yeah, almost gets it, but not quite. <laughs> okay, let's uh, 
let's have a, uh, a show of hands then for uh, best story. So, uh, last stand. I'll stand. I know I'm fighting a losing battle. <laughs> <laughs> is that a vote? Man. Is that a vote, Steve? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, absolutely. I wow. think that was three. I'm astonished. Uh oh, fellas. Three. Any homecomers? <laughs> uh, out for blood. No, just kidding. Oh, crikey! <laughs> uh, I would if I could. I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give an honorary one for for um, Diana, who can't be with us today. Um, and <laughs> and closure. I'm, I'm. Let's take my votes. And Tim and Jay. So that is three. So that is neck and neck. Um, oh, I'm gonna. We've got a a write-in vote. A, a sort of coming in from the post as we spoke speak anything joe's is voting for some closure there you go and uh, so i think uh, i think with that tipping over the balance we'll declare closure the winner of this category i do one comic McCart. had no worth in it man i do i do want to say though i'm voting for closure uh and then there's so much to like about it um Closure and the last stand together for me sort of make what GI Joe is, which is some uh, some uh, smaller scale and ninja stuff. Is that you? Uh, all right, it's, it's very oh, rich. Oops, 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 wrong button. Oh, hello. I just pressed the wrong button. Sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, closure represents um, smaller stakes. Uh, fewer fewer people, smaller like scope and geography, and also ninja stuff. And then the last stand is um, team uh, versus team, um, big battle stuff. And both of these stories sort of um, narratively start out really strong. And then the second halves of these stories for me don't live up to the first half. Um, but there's there's I, there's a lot to like in the last stand. Um, so even though I'm voting for closure, sort of you know these two together it's like this is devil's do at its best so far very good i'm just really pleased to see that i thought the last stand was going to be massacred there so i'm pleased <laughs> to lose honorably nice um what is up next we've we got best harsh on it we were we were harder on some other things yeah malfunction yeah 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 there's a lot to like about the last stand. it's just Okay, best single issue. We've got uh, <laughs> issue number 16, which came for a little bit of grief uh, from certain people when we, we spoke about it. Uh, issue number 20, uh, the Bado issue, uh, the companion piece, 21 from Zach, and the finale of The Last Stand, issue 25. Um, yeah, some very different stories. Okay, I'll uh, click on. Just remove you from the screen a second there, Richard. Um, so, uh, anyone want to chime in on uh, on these? Uh, Steve, what what would what would be your pick for a favorite issue? Oh, uh, I, I have to admit, I, I didn't really connect with any of the, the nominees particularly. Um, I guess what really, if I may talk. A little bit about what what uh, characterizes devil do, devil's due for me is any instance where we feel like we're dealing with 
a Joe team that has just recently been cobbled back together again after not being active for a passage of time, which is why reinstated will always stick in my memory. It's, it's not a perfect <laughs> series of comics by any stretch, but that is so memorable. And that's what the early Devil's Due run added to the G.I. Joe mythos, that G.I. Joe can be mothballed and then come back into the fray. But if I had to pick one of these four contestants, uh, I think for the reasons Tim um, mentioned in the previous category, the personal story that we see a play out in 20 um, puts it on top. Storm Shadow needs help. He reaches out to Billy, pulls in Snake Eyes and that sweet, sweet dragonfly that he's got parked out back. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> How cool is that? Um, and yeah, they, 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 uh, they rush in to help an old friend. Yeah, that's a good good book. Okay, very good. Uh, for for me, I think I think I'm quite torn apart uh, between between these these ones. That um, uh, I think I'm um, I'm almost leaning towards going for for issue sixteen, which possibly isn't the one that gave that I had the favorite, you know, the highest vote uh, score for when we were reviewing. But it sort of stands out as. Um, a very different Joe book and where they're, you know, really trying to sort of, you know, do their own thing and sort of have, you know, that X-Files style sort of investigation into, into a mystery and, and sort of, you know, really trying to seed some, some mystery and some plot threads, which can then be picked up uh, later, later on. Um, so, so while, while there were elements of the execution that were possibly a little flawed, um, I, I did enjoy. What, you that didn't like Spirit and, and Cover Girl having some some banter. Little <laughs> <laughs> banter, yeah. Ooh, what's that all about? Yeah, little. Yeah, does don't know if that 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 those bands quite fly in uh, in our uh, modern <laughs> era, but um, yeah. That aside, <laughs> I did like the way that uh, that Seely interpreted um, uh, kind uh, Spirit and kind of you know tried to to make him a more distinct character from, uh, from, from the rest. Um, but all of that said, I think I probably uh, would vote issue 21 just for the pure specialness of having Zach interior art. But yeah, I think a close, a close thing between, between 16, 20 and 21, for me, to be honest. Um, anyone else want to chime in before we take a vote? I actually considered 16 just for the, the same reasons that you did. You know, when I saw your, uh, what our what our nominees were for this because I remember that was the first one that I read that I was like I, I want to read the next issue and see what's happening next uh, so it, it really grabbed me in a way that a lot of the other ones didn't um, yeah ultimately though yeah you, you hit that that that's 20 you just 20 is the issue 20 is the issue where devils do gets as good as it should be and also yeah. at the same time is is doing is doing something that like devils do was doing that marvel wasn't doing right like 16 is an attempt but you know i didn't like the art reinstated you know there's an attempt but it's too busy 20 is where devils do sort of becomes devils do nice okay. like you said tim that should have been that's what number one should have looked like number one looked like that and that book had been like that from whew, from from the beginning. Yeah, it would have been a, a, a nice book. Have all okay, let's 
Let's take the votes. Uh, after all of that, is there is there anyone picking 16 for their favourites? Was that a vote or no? A Twitch. <laughs> I think that's that's no votes, right? Uh, 20. Uh, I think we're seeing three. One, two. Uh, 21. I think that was just going to be me then. And 25. <laughs> two. Okay, so issue... 20 takes it. Congrats to uh, Mr. Bado. Your award will not be in the post. Um, <laughs> best scene. Ooh. Oh. It's uh, from issue 15. It's Bazooka versus Big Boa. Oh, there we go. Uh, there's that. That's, I think that's the extent of the scene. It was, uh, it was short, but it packed a punch. It's another two-page uh, scene. It's uh, Cobra Commander shooting Billy in uh, issue 20. Jeez, and those CGs, man. <laughs> so good. It's, yeah, it, it's a oh. brilliant rendition there. Look at them. Yeah. Um, then we've got uh, the Serpentor takedown from issue 25 as uh, uh, Cobra Commander, this this is Sparta's him off a... Uh, uh, tower <laughs> into, off, into yeah, a long drop to a uh, watery fall, um, <laughs> watery monologue, uh, yeah, monologuing all the way to the uh, to the bottom. They should have uh, had the, the, the text getting smaller and smaller and smaller. It's like, sorry, I can't hear you, Serpentor. I can't hear you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and then from issue one, it's getting the band back together. Uh, as uh, the Joes are given the call with uh, the comedic payoff that uh, Bazooka uh, is concerned about, the fitness test that might be involved. So there we go, a choice of four very different uh, scenes, but which one will make the uh, the top uh, of, of the picks? So... Um, should we get into it? Let's uh, let's let's call them out and ask for a vote. And if you want to, sh you know, make a comment as we go, uh, chime in. So, eh, who's giving a vote for issue fifteen, Bazooka versus Big Boa? We've got one there, I think. Uh, Cobra Commander shoots Billy. I think that's getting my vote as well. We got three. The Serpentor takedown. Every time, oh, wow. it's the only quote seen from a from a comic I can quote. I can quote it verbatim, <laughs> even now. That's cool. Crikey! About me rather than the scene, probably. Um, and then issue one, getting the band back to vet, back together. Well, after the spiel I gave in the last category, it's gonna be me. <laughs> gonna be, so, divided opinions there, but. Cobra Commander shooting Billy uh, just about takes it. Mm -hmm. uh, well and then uh, on the inverse, it is the worst scene. So who is getting uh, a little less love? It's the Duke salute from issue 11. Now, Bart, I think uh, this was you um, uh, asking for, for this particular choice. What, what is it that's so egregious about this particular salute? Um, like I said in the beginning, I just chose fun things. 
Um, he's saluting from the middle of his forehead. And to me, I just find that funny. If I did that, I'd be slapped. <laughs> okay, side by side, can you demonstrate what a proper salute should, should look like? Oh, wow. Tip of your finger to the edge of the glasses, or if you have a mm. hat on, to the edge of the hat. Okay. Way A couple of millimeters, depending on hatless glasses. Nice. Did they get a military consultant shortly after this, or did they have one on board when this issue <laughs> this, was in effect? Yeah, this was issue 11, so they would have had one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's yeah, different when you've got a suit and tie. <laughs> he shouldn't even be saluting in a suit and tie. What a dickhead. He's not in uniform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just well, at least he doesn't you, uh... salute like this. I mean, that's just weird. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah. <laughs> 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 or in, the, in like this, I guess, you know. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, actually, it looks like we might be a, we might be military consultant less on this particular issue. Oh. I know they well, had a, a captain later yeah. on. Phil, uh, I forget what his last name was. He was an actual army captain, uh, super fan. He had the the Joe something website. I forget. Um, I forget. Oh, yeah. It was big after Devil's Due had shut down. Everybody migrated over there, and he was actually an army captain. And I know he did some consulting work uh, for them here or there. Joe, no. I forget. I don't know. I'm old. <laughs> So, worst scene, uh, Roblox and Heavy Duty. Um, <laughs> who are you supposed to be? My replacement? Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a classified <laughs> figure. They're the same person. Right? <laughs> I, no. <laughs> Come on, Richard. Here we go. It's awful. I just, Tell us why it's good. I'm not politically correct. I'm not politically correct. I'm really not. I, I'd probably be in dead trouble with a lot of woke people nowadays. But really it like just feels weird. It makes it feel like interchangeable black guys, and it just feels really uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just not, especially as heavy duty. It wasn't a heavy machine gunner. It's not even accurate if, in terms of what they did. What if they took heavy duty guy. out and put um, double blast in? That would have made it even worse. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. It just it it just feels slightly uncomfortable by any <laughs> standards. And this, you know, nineteen years ago, different times, but even then, it did felt a bit weird. So I don't know. So, bad joke. And the movie, they were cousins. Oh, yeah. Issue number nine. Uh, Snake Eyes loses it uh, and Ooh. shoots up an elevator. Who has done nothing to him? Um, <laughs> And issue 20, it's uh, Scarlet entering the Olympics with a ring toss. Clack, clack, clattering down to the ground. Um, uh, looks like, yeah, it looks like she might be sort of in, in cosplay as, is it Fairchild from Gen 13? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, as, a, as someone who thinks about sound effects a lot, I've got a new reason not to like this scene. <laughs> A sound effect for a ring bouncing on a floor would be like T-I-N-G, T-I-N-G, or 
K uh, C L I N K, but not K L A K. K L A K is like dropping a hockey puck on a wooden floor, or like a couple of wood boards on a wood floor. This gets my vote. Jeez, Tim, I thought you were going to go for the fact that uh, dropping a ring on the floor gets a sound effect, but punching a hole in a wall does not. What about having the flag displayed improperly? That flag's backwards. Oh, no. Uh, they're charging into battle, Bart. No, think, not um, that kind of. Bart, I the think stars go on the other side. Bart, I think that's a mirror, and the flag is on the, on the opposite wall. Okay, I'll take okay. that. <laughs> there we go. No prize in. No prize just trying to just try to get Devil's Due out of this one. Uh, this uh, this gets my vote. Who else votes for twenty? <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, let's let's take the vote. Uh, so, um, because Tim is so keen, let's let's work back to front on this one. Uh, who's voting for the uh, ring toss? We've got one for the ring toss. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to add my my vote. Actually, there we go. Mm. One plus one equals yeah, yeah, two. Quick maths. Oh, yep. one plus three. one plus Just, one equals yeah. three. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that A level is being put to good use. Um, and so next up, we've got Snake Eyes losing at it, losing it, uh, and blasting away. Um, no votes. Uh, Roadblock. Can I vote and... twice? Can you vote twice? <laughs> Actually, can I vote Ro- three times? Roadblock and heavy duty. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're adding this to your innuendo score there, Mark. You've had plenty of guffaws. Was that just one? Mm-hmm. I want to vote got for that so loot. bad, but just as a character uh, issue, the the Scarlet thing is much more offensive. So I know we've got Bart uh, voting for this one. Have you, um, yep. Steve, did you which, vote for this one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's me <laughs> signaling the vote. Uh, okay, so to I do think it. <laughs> the the ring toss has it, but uh, I think uh, <laughs> we could have quite easily voted for any of these. Yeah, this was harder than the any of the other ones. Best redesign. Um we have got Serpentor. Uh Spirit uh in his Snake Eyes cosplay. We've got Shipwreck and the Havoc. Um that was uh Steve's vote and the uh, nomination rather and the uh an honorary mention that, that got bumped off the list was dr mindbender so i quite mm. appreciated the updating of his his lookers as well mm. Mm. so um let's uh let's hear from someone who says that they like the spirit costume for a change which means no jay <laughs> no tim <laughs> i Genuinely don't know what the objection is. I don't think it looks like Snake Eyes at all. And, uh, you know, the original design, different times, you know, um, and they had to do something. And actually, I think he's going to get a better redesign again uh, in a couple of years' time. But I just think he looks really good in it. I think it works. You see, I think the brown straps and all of that offset the the black. Um, Mm -hmm. 
and I know, I know it's kind of become a running joke, but I think it's a really good redesign. I, I, I can't really say anything more, more than that. I, I found Duke in the black costume in issue five to be more of a problem, mm. particularly if you looked at the cover of that, you could have almost thought that was Snake Eyes. But yeah, absolutely. That's unmistakably spirit. So I, I don't have a problem with it at all, genuinely. Um, I yeah, and they sort of slightly. They, they tweak it as well by having the, the necklace as as well um, as it appears on the on the toy, which kind of you know makes it slightly more its own piece as as well. But yeah, I I, I don't object to it personally. Um, Steve, what about your choice, the the havoc? Oh, well, if it was up to me, we'd have this list entirely populated with vehicles because Devils <laughs> Due had some fantastic redesigns. I mean, anytime they took a a very small dinky you know, basic playset or toy and increased its capacity, I was on side. So we had flight pods that could hold, I think, four or six people. Um, Destro's AGPs became like his chariots of choice for like intercontinental travel because it could hold numerous um, troops. Um, and the really? shark, the shark had about six seats in it as well. Shipwrecks climbing out of a shark in that, um, that image that we've got. Uh, terrific. But the Havoc takes top honors for me because the Havoc was a mess to begin with. Oh, Sergeant Slaughter is going to oppose me. And on the that. Havoc <laughs> doesn't have anything orange on it, so that's good. They've doubled its size in this image. I mean, it is half of a Havoc, but what you could see if it was blown up was the fact that the crew in the cab can actually sit upright. The yep. front guns are now like rotary barrel cannons instead of those weird orange mortar things. Um, there's a troop it's capacity the in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the top turret, exactly. Uh, roadblocks up there, and he's got plenty of armor, uh, but also good visibility. And they move the articulation point, like on the Havoc. It's weird. It, no tank does this. The two <laughs> sets of tracks are steerable, which is so awkward. Um, but But... In this redesign, it just like an articulated truck, it can kind of articulate like that. You know, the, the, just behind where the cannon is, it can articulate, I suppose, to increase its uh, maneuverability um, and hardiness. It's fantastic. And it still has the little hover scout craft, which it shows off in one little panel. I wish Brandon Badeau had more time to, to really tease out his design. But, uh, yeah, we in the in the way it appears in the issue itself, you sort of only see bits of it at any one time. You, there isn't a single great shot just sort of showing showing everything. It's why why we've got this kind of this funky uh, half half shot uh, to display. Um, to display so that here. wasn't an actual toy. That was just something that better. Or, it was a, this or was a comic redate, comic okay. only update. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was no. Yeah, they never updated the toy. I wish they did. I would yeah, have it looks cool. out of this. Yeah. I very much appreciate S. Jubbs' uh, uh, thoughtful explanation of all that, but Sergeant Slaughter's Slaughterhouse is right. Um, uh, I love the original shipwreck, and I think people need to pay more attention to the was it 1993 uh, Navy SEAL redesign. Um, but uh, this one, this one um, manages to sort of combine those two but also give him something to do on land that doesn't look silly. Um, and speaking of looking silly, I won't vote for <laughs> Serpentor because to me, 
this is this is a Serpentor's redesign here is a is a like exciting redesign, but it's too much, which is for me a lot of the like the devils do problem and and some of the sort of GI Joe toy problem of like 2003 to 2006. Um, there is an elegance in simplicity, and the original Serpentor is not simple, but compared to this, it is. Uh, I vote shipwreck. Okay, let's let's go for the vote then. So, um, who's for Serpentor? We've got the Transformers. One. Yeah, it's, it's cool, but but maybe not incredibly functional. It looks like it's very heavy. You'd be around a bit like that. What's uh, his alt mode? A snake. <laughs> <laughs> he changes into the yeah. other half of the air chariot. He's actually Excellent. a micromaster. He's actually a micromaster combiner. It's a little uh, Transformers joke for my Transformers fan friends out there. No, okay. isn't he a duocon? Oh, very good, very good. Yeah, yeah. click them together. Okay, spirits. Although shipwreck runs in very close. One very. Well, you can give it a half vote and you can carry over one to the shipwreck. Okay, half a vote. <laughs> Here we go. Half a spirit and then half for shipwreck. Uh, who else is voting for shipwreck? <laughs> Sorry. For shipwreck? Yeah. Yeah. For, I'm yeah for shipwreck. And me too. There we go. So, so it's looking like it's going to carry it. And uh, Steve, lonely over here on the end with uh represent <laughs> yeah and this this is the point i was trying to make here that uh serpentor is 300 pounds of solid gold you know it's well uh, so it's it a weighty like battle it. armor <laughs> some of the problem some of the problem with this serpentor redesign is the coloring but most of it is the is i think the what what i already said over design yeah it, I, yeah it looks it looks cool in this in the right light but but yeah you, you know it's even got an poor, poor artist jeez poor artist that has to draw this every panel that he appears on uh next up best new character uh, not too much of a fanfare for the introduction of these ones we have got kamakura overkill overlord and zanya hmm. how the green power ranger get in here um, Does Overkill count as a new character? Well, Overkill's yeah, a new character. Yeah, it's a new code name, so that's a new character. Yeah, uh, Viper's not, but uh, yeah, new, new name, new look. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll let it in. We'll let it in. Um, so let's go through each one and uh, with, with the hands up for votes and, and check in, uh, chip in with uh, comments as we go. So. Kamakura making a big entrance in issue one. Uh, lots of story to come from him, but what did we think over these first few issues? Um, any, anyone picking him as a as a favourite? No, I, I'm. I'll, I'll put my oh, hand up. Yeah, I think I will too as well. Actually, so so it's, I think he's going to get two. I think I think he's fine. I've never quite understand why people don't like him very much, but he's not the best of them. I, I think I think I have an idea why people don't like him, and that it feels unearned, uh, and that mm. it feels like a gimmick. That um, if Snake Eyes is going to have an apprentice, um, 
much earlier than happened because then that that apprentice needs to do interesting things and as a character prove his worth and then snake eyes needs to do things that indicate that he should have an apprentice and without though and i know that kamakura does things later on but um it feels it feels like a gimmick and it feels like oh this would be cool if snake eyes had an apprentice as opposed to um how can we make this character earn his uh his place um so i appreciate that the character has become popular and i you know like kudos to blaylock and company for making this character who then becomes a toy and is beloved and i have some sympathy for the fans who are bummed that as as the previous comment just said like the character is basically erased but um i don't like the character and yeah it was interesting from um, what josh blaylock was was saying as well that kamakura was was almost less about creating a new character in of himself and more about the signifier of what that means for um, uh, mm -hmm. um, snake eyes, it, you know, in, in that he's, as you're talking about Tim, that it means that he's a master. It elevates him because he's got, got an, a, an apprentice, a sort of, you know, almost a star Wars idea that you kind of move up and become a master and get an apprentice. Um, overkill. Who's putting their hand up here? So, Bart, why do you like Overkill? Uh, they brought back somebody and gave him a personality. I mean, this dude, from what they say, is clearly deranged. So he could have <laughs> had a lot of potential in this series to just be a thorn in everybody's side, good guy, bad guy, because I think he's clearly out for himself, but he's just there to make a buck, and it gives him an excuse to, to kill more Joes. You know, I could easily see him turning his back on, on some Cobra guy, you know, tells him to do something. He's like, screw you, pops him in the back of the head and walks mm -hmm. off. You know, a Cobra commander could be like, why'd you do that? And he'd just give him some BS. And because he's such a badass, mm -hmm. Cobra commander would be like, okay, fine, whatever. I mean, it's it's kind of like Major Blood Jr. With a higher body count. I, think I mean, he's the deadliest <laughs> yeah. Cobra there ever was. <laughs> I think I've been persuaded. I'm going to put in a vote for Overkill as well. That insane grin. I think the only flaw is if anybody was going to be <laughs> yeah. killing characters in the last stand, it should have been him. Quite honestly. And he's got that uh, Robocop black uniform kind of thing going <laughs> for him. Yeah, he's, he was sort of, he, he was drawn, you know, nicely with a sort of like a kind of, a, a, you know, wild grinning overbite and sort of, you know, Captain Marvel style slitty eyes. And uh, yeah, I, he, he was introduced in quite a cool, cool, cool way. Uh, Overlord, uh, for me, he was just looking a little bit too much like Serpentor and not really quite developed enough as uh, his own own character in his appearances. But uh, but yeah, reusing an other, otherwise ignored uh, toy. Um, have we got any votes for Overlord? Silence. Wow. And uh, anyone voting for Zanya? So I have never liked this character and I continue to not like this character, but she has earned her place in these issues, right? If we're jumping ahead, if Zartan is older, uh, if the Dreadnoughts have expanded, um, you know, in a different take on this story, like you wouldn't have Zanya, you would just have Zorana like doing these same um, actions. Uh, but, 
Blaylock created a new character, gave her a purpose, uh, gave her some things to do, and and sort of she works in a way for me that in these 25 issues, Kamakura does not. So I don't like Zanya, but I vote for her as like Devil's Do making its own progress. So hand up. Okay. He could have did the same thing with Xandar, and we see what happened with Xandar. You know, had he had given Xandar some purpose and, uh, you know, Zartan put him underneath his wing, he wouldn't have went to the coil. True. Uh, so we've got Overkill and Kamakura. Uh, actually, are we, are we missing a vote? Did I have I missed counting someone? Jay, who did you vote for? Xanya. Yeah, we've got two. Zanya. Okay. It's a three-way tie. I like my women a little on the trashy side, so <laughs> bring me the Dreadnought girls all day long. Okay, and as executive decision here, I'm going to give it to Kamakura just from the sentiment of the comments that were, were coming in. So, ding, 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 Kamakura gets it just by a nose. Uh, worst wrong. character. Who's this? Zanya. Airing <laughs> 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 on two lists, which you know, makes it the best, surely. Um, we've got Zanya. We've got Destro Jr., Alexander. We have got... Mm. Uh, the new uh, Techie Joes, Demon and Firewall, who are interchangeable, as uh, as um, evidenced in our discussions where we're constantly getting their names <laughs> mixed up. I and, still don't uh, know Paige. which one is which. <laughs> and Damon's the Paige guy, right? <laughs> uh, Damon was yes. the guy that died, yes. I think. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Paige Adams, who made such an impression that uh, the, the next time that she appeared in the books, Jay and she had entirely forgotten about her. <laughs> so uh, big, big impact uh, there. And uh, Mark, I got a question. Since we've established that we can give half points, does that carry <laughs> forward? <laughs> oh no! What what have I done? Precedent. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, so I'll allow it. So if it's half I've, of a Golden my, Joe my, award, it would just be like an upper torso or something. So there'd be like half of a Golden Joe with like <laughs> an O-ring hanging out. With a broken crotch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's let's go through through each one and, uh, and score them as we as we go. So uh, Zanya, we we've spoken about, but uh, is she the worst for anyone? Yes, yes, she is. She's she right is, up there. Hold on, she was the best earlier. She is. She she's is both, right up there with worst. She character. is both the best new character for me at Devil's Do because she represents Devil's Do trying something different and it working, and she's also the worst new character because I don't agree with this time jump with making Zartan older and feeble. What Zanya does, Zarana or other characters should have done. So best mm -hmm. and worst. Well, I want to give half to Zanya and half to Alexander. <laughs> okay. They bring nothing Here to the can. table. They they could have easily been written out, and and the story would have not missed a beat. Okay. Uh, any other votes there for uh, Alexander Destro Jr. with his big stompy boots on display? Uh, no, we do have a right. We do have a, we do have a, a, a vote oh. in here for, for his companion, Mistress well, Amada. <laughs> right, that oh, was kind okay. of an un, unpicked backup again plot thread. We thought that we'd come back it, to her, and we didn't. Her, yeah, oh, her well, biggest, was... her biggest. 
She was Cobra Commander's little sex toy, wasn't she? That's right. Maybe. (laughs) Her biggest plot moment was monologuing and giving away important plot points to the Joes that were locked up in the prison and uh, then then Um, having a glass of wine chucked at her by Baroness. Um, So uh, Alexander was on half a vote. Was there any other votes for Alexander? Nope. Uh, Demon and, or Damon and uh, Firewall. It's my vote. No votes. Oh, one vote. Two votes. Mm. Uh, and shorthand. My only boys, regret uh, about the last stand, my biggest regret was that uh, the other one didn't get killed too. <laughs> so, so we are up to we are up to four <laughs> votes. So by my maths, that should mean that we should have two to come. So Paige Adams, is that two? I, there we go. So Paige she Adams such gets hideous two. confusion. <laughs> In the cabal, uh, where I can't, biggest problem is I can't keep track of the characters, and she's the biggest problem because I have no idea who's been captured at any point in the cabal. That might be an artwork problem, but I'm going to blame her for being in the story at all. Yeah, I'm on exactly <laughs> the same same point. Her inclusion um, is completely superfluous and only adds confusion. I'm um, going to, yeah. uh, uh, in, in uh, uh, Mark's and my uh, episode on issue 284 of A Real American Hero, I made the comment that, you know, in, in, in gunplay, it's actually quite difficult to hold two guns and to have any accuracy, but it's a cool action movie thing. And look at Paige <laughs> Adams right here, right? Not only is she holding two pistols, she's, she's cross. It's like she knows she's in a cool comic book as opposed to... <laughs> A character or anything remotely grounded. She's mm-hmm. dumb. And she's not looking down either barrel. <laughs> Look, well, it looks like she's got her eyes closed. <laughs> she's using she's just holding gangster style. Been a lot nicer. His eyes, they're closed. Good grief. <laughs> okay, so, so we were drawn on Damon and Firewall. Um Let's let's go over to someone that voted uh, Zanya and Alexander to have the deciding votes. Oh, you want Tim, me to I'm going to give, gonna give uh, you executive decision here. Um, I I think that there is some sort of simmering dislike amongst the fans for Damon and Firewall in a way that there isn't for Paige Adams because I think yeah. there's a collective amnesia for Paige Adams because she's not important, and the comic tried to make. Damon and Firewall important. Uh, so yeah. I, I would I would give the award to Damon and Firewall. Damon and Firewall Damon are and cousin Firewall. Oliver yeah. from uh, Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so what do we have next? Best nitpick. <laughs> this is the one. I this, this is, is the this one. is the this is like Tim Finn the category. <laughs> <laughs> Does Duke come back with the with the forehead salute? Uh, no, he's not. He's not back in this one. But but of course we do. We do have a song for it. So here we go. Here come the nitpicker, Timmy Finn, analytical prankster, Timmy Finn, picking holes in your colouring, Timmy Finn, still love G.I. Joe, Timmy Finn. 
No, no, he won't lie. Yes, he testifies. Anyone can see there's some criticism. Anything that he don't know Ain't a thing that's worth to know Pull him back and let him go Criticism Here come the nitpicker Timmy Finn Analytical prankster Timmy Finn Picking holes in your colouring Timmy Finn Still out of your joke Timmy Finn I'm so pleased. I'm so pleased and embarrassed. Thank you. <laughs> if there was a, an award, if there was an award for best new jingle, I think that would be my <laughs> my nomination. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you said something. Now, guys, Mark is of the impression that the audience wants less jingles, not more. And I told him, uh-uh, you, you, you couldn't be more wrong. We need more jingles. <laughs> yeah, so get on it. Talking Joe is jingles. Yes. <laughs> Was jingles. It, wasn't I singing the the jingle for the Havoc commercial before we went live? Yes. More, <laughs> more jingle. Not not a not a fake jingle. The actual 1986 commercial. More jingles. More jingles. amazingly from memory. Uh, I've I've committed a few of the ads to memory. I, I sing them while doing dishes sometimes. Old TV themes. Uh, let's get to the nominees. Call, calls the guys with the white jacket. Here we go. Jingle album, please. <laughs> Yeah, Jing, jingle uh, jingle album jingle mega mix volume three, representing the uh, the Mark Tim and Jay uh, era will now, be on its way at some point. Yeah, now that's what I call <laughs> jingles. <laughs> volume three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, best nitpick um, number eleven: the butter sculpture. Uh, yeah, issue eleven rather. So, uh, Tim, do you want to just remind us what, uh, <laughs> yeah. what a butter sculpture is? Um, so uh, computer coloring in comics, you know, really shows up in the early 90s. And there's a difference between people who know how to paint, who know how light behaves, um, and people who know how to um, use the program Photoshop. And when you when you get people who know how to paint using Photoshop, you get really good coloring in comics. Um, but there are a lot of comics that just are colored by people who know Photoshop. And uh, behind uh, it's heavy duty, right? Behind heavy duty here is um, smoke uh, in in downtown Chicago, and uh, the coloring is overly rendered. There are the the highlights are too bright, and the differences between the brights and the darks is is too great. There's too much contrast. So as opposed to looking translucent or wispy, as opposed to fading into the background and not drawing attention, um, this is very bright and looks very solid and is very distracting. Okay, there we go. It's the butter sculpture. Do, uh, Richard, do you get it now? Do you see that? The, the, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, I. I I listened to that podcast and wept gently as a comic that I rather liked was torn to bits. So I had to take all the joys that I could, and the butter sculpture just made me laugh. So I, I liked it. I just liked it. Uh, Is that why Heavy Duty's wearing purple? <laughs> and uh, uh, and uh, we'll we'll talk. You know, this will come up later. But um, 
the 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 um the officer here has got a giant torch on her chest mm -hmm. and wrist and uh this, this house seems to be on fire behind them uh you know with the flames burning bright through the windows and uh you know is is has heavy duty got a you know ghostbuster style backpack on on over over there with uh, that's glowing or is that uh, another house on fire um hard to say um the letter i so <laughs> the serifs up here in the uh the top left we can see some eyes uh which have a uh, sort of cross on them that the, you know the t as it were uh and then in the bottom right hand corner we've got uh a different sort of eye being used without uh the the crosses so just uh yes and it's uh, it's not that it's inconsistent it's that a rule in comic book lettering is that eyes only have serifs when it's the word i like i myself but the word its or interior or his uh eyes should not have serifs can i submit a no prize this tells you which twins talking <laughs> <laughs> Send that to P.O. Box 129. <laughs> uh, and not not a nitpick, but uh, over here we've got Tomax's... Uh, well, it is a nitpick, but it's a different nitpick. Uh, we've got Tomax's scar just below his his left uh, uh, eye there, uh, which, yeah, moves moves about from place to place uh, through, the, through the series a little bit. Uh, the next one is from issue 11. So shiny! So shiny. Just uh, here we go. We've got some uh, housing illuminated, burning bright through every window. We've got sky stripers. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, wow. six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Those are bright missiles. Twelve. Uh, there's some light coming down from below. Uh, you know, thirteen odds uh, flashes of of uh, highlights. Uh, <laughs> We've got rock and roll with uh, his special glowing belt and, uh, <laughs> you know, each individual bullet on his uh, bandolier there has got a uh, some sort of <laughs> torchlight shining out the top of it. Um, and, yeah, th this, well, wasn't this, this uh, same. Was this edited by J.J. Ambrose? <laughs> <laughs> you would think. Yeah. And, and these 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 torches that are being used instead of police badges are just going to be standard standard uh, issue yeah you know what I, I i might be able to i can't bring these can't the bring flares these, bring these lamps oh, yeah. closer to my head <laughs> um, mark one could argue that that this nitpick right so shiny is is the same nitpick as butter sculpture which is um uh, coloring that is uh, overdone, um, but mm -hmm. I appreciate that you uh, are giving my nitpicks uh, so much space. <laughs> so I will allow this to be a separate nominee. <laughs> I look forward to seeing the fourth nominee. Okay, next up we have uh, deaths as a general oh. concept here. That uh, we have the, the we had the green shirts seemingly introduced just so that more people could be killed without any consequence <coughs> red shirts uh, yeah red shirts not green shirts uh and he's he you know this guy he is trying to make his shirt a bit more red <laughs> by, by bleeding all over it uh we've got we had uh we had chuckles sort of having an arc of his own in front line only to be 
somewhat casually killed off uh, in issue 25 it is by uh, Overbite or whatever he's called over here. <laughs> we had uh, a poor, poor Flash uh, and uh, is it Mainframe that he was with being blown up yeah. off panel and uh, and yeah, um, Lady J reading out a list of uh, you know our favourite Joes who had, who had died in combat the, the previous issue. Low Ward Smith and Rosen, and then she finds out that there's one that she recognises, and then she gets a bit more upset <laughs> when uh, when Damon is is killed. Um, yeah, so there we go. Everybody in the background, just like yeah, whatever. <laughs> they, they've got important admin to be doing now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Uh, some some uh, fine nitpicks, um, but what what uh, are everyone's favourites? Um, who wants to to chime? In this might with be a any... bit too technical a point, but like deaths to me transcends the category nitpick, and it's actually a more serious problem. So I, I have a trouble voting for it. Like a, a nitpick by definition is exactly that it's a nit it's a it's a minor quibble that that is kind of always picking at you <laughs> whereas the deaths um anytime it was tabled in the podcast i i caught myself agreeing wholeheartedly i was like this is a serious problem with the inclusion of these throwaway characters they're literally doing nothing but offering up their lives uh, in, in, in and so that named characters can can escape with impunity, exception being that very very uh, abrupt dispatching of Flash and was it mainframe? No, was it mainframe? Yeah, or tripwire? Sci-fi? No, it was mainframe. What? It was Both mainframe. laser troopers in one fell swoop. Oh, the humanity. Um, yeah, no, it was that's hardcore. So yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I think S. Jebs makes a good point uh, that there might be another category, which is sort of um, best overall thematic contribution or best like creative decision that uh, Devils do made, you know, like hiring J. Scott Campbell or like getting Mike Zek back or like introducing new characters or uh, jumping ahead several years. And, and then the mirror side could be like worst overall devil's due decision or like greatest sin thoughts. of the devil and uh yes uh and and deaths might be one of the nominees in that category mm -hmm. so i clearly i'm in a category of my own i'm going to be very careful when i say i'm quite serious when i say this i'm going to be very mm -hmm. careful when i say this because i'm conscious we've got a, a a real military man here i don't think there's enough deaths i, I mean that quite seriously it's a military book and i kind of like the characters dying and sometimes not necessarily in a, a horrifically heroic way i i think that makes it real i loved mainframe and flash's deaths i, I mm. thought they were tremendous and i i know it's not popular and i remember quite a lot of bad feedback at the time i do agree with the killing off in the early issues of uh nameless joes which all looks a bit sort of nondescript but i i i think honestly think that more people need to die in a military book otherwise i'm not sure there's a great deal at stake i mean um yeah but it's sales play. you know everybody's mm. somebody's favorite and oh you killed yeah. my favorite i'm not reading your book no more oh yeah oh i understand that absolutely i, I also because these are legacy characters uh you know like in like in in batman 
in the Joker's first appearance in 1940, he dies at the end of that story. But he's so popular, he, you know, he comes back a year or two later or less than a year later. And, um, you know, there are all these characters in, in like non-G.I. Joe comics, you know, like Batman sidekicks or like famous Avengers villains or famous Avengers who have died. And I feel like sometimes that's the writer running out of things to do. Sometimes it's the writer trying to make a big impact. And it often does make a big impact there. Um, and then, you know, five years or, or, the, or the writer feels like they've got nothing left to do. Right. And then five or 10 years later, that writer is long gone and there's some new writer who comes along and they really want to use that character. And they either can't or they have to like come up with a reason to bring that character back, which is some like acrobatics. And so I've said this before on the podcast. I feel like generally writers shouldn't kill characters because um, these characters are going to stick around, hopefully, for years and years and years. And whoever's writing that book is not the last writer who's going to write those characters. And 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 I, Richard, I, I take your point. And going back to the Marvel run, you know, when a character did die, um, it really meant something. Um, but I, I I think it has to be done um, cautiously and only occasionally. And I think there's too much of it in the Devil's Due run, actually. Can they kill a character, bring that character back, but have a different name? They've they've done that before. Yeah, it it's not the same badly. person, but it's the same code name. Yeah, well, the sneak peek thing went down very badly. Yeah. So. They just killed him again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sneak Pete, sneak probably the character killed most in uh, G.I. Joe. Chronology. Oh, um, there's never the a correct answer to this. Yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah. I think the, the, the Flash and Main Throne death was not, not quite as bad as possibly some of the other deaths um, bad. But um, in, in, ter in terms of, case you know, of, it meant something a little bit more... The, the reason I singled it out was possibly just a slight misstep in the ex execution because when we were discussing the issue, there was even a bit of confusion about, hold on, did they actually yeah. die? Mm. Um, you know, and if it's, if it's, you know, done in such a way that there's a little bit of lack of clarity about whether they even died or not, it, it sort of takes, takes away a bit from that, that, you know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the nitpick here isn't all of the deaths. It's like, the clarity of the storytelling of this one death or this other death. I, I just wanted to point out that, you know, not necessarily it, it has to, there has to be a, a changeover of creative teams for characters to be resurrected. Larry has killed and resurrected so many Cobra <laughs> commander. <laughs> he has killed and resurrected Dr. Mindbender. He's killed and resurrected Dr. Venom. Um, he's found ways to resurrect all of his darlings I'm waiting for Snake Eyes to come back. It's gonna happen. <laughs> those first two examples, though, those first two examples, though, you cited were either directly or indirectly uh, necessitated, necessitated by Hasbro. Yeah. Uh, so, see, yeah. this, so this book in particular, like unlike Avengers, you know, like this book has has a corporate master that it's connected to. Yeah, but Which, I vote butter. Hey. I vote butter sculpture. <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, let's take start taking. There's there's a lot of but but uh, there's a lot of butter love <laughs> out there in uh, in the world of the internet. We've got for me the um, butter two shut shutouts. We had I, I don't think that was probably one of the the best times. That just oh my god, we just kept going back to that. It was so funny. Uh, yeah, okay. it, it, you can't top the butter sculpture. Yeah, I think I'm I mean, getting, I'm 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 I mean on the butter sculpture as well. 
Um, Landslide, probably. I mean, I, I, I so we got a show of what's kind of a thematic theme. Coloring is a technical thing. Butter sculpture is a specific piece of horrific looking uh, well, product. <laughs> I, I, that I, podcast, I didn't, I didn't say comment artwork. on on the Facebook page because I didn't enjoy it and I didn't want to be negative, genuinely. But that made me laugh, and it's that moment made me laugh, and it made it enjoyable. I think it looks more like popcorn now, looking at it, but um, <laughs> I assume it's not a popcorn. Not a popcorn. I'm going to vote for you know, so shiny. The sculpture can be whatever you want it to be. And Bart, Bart, votes, for, <laughs> Bart votes for so shiny. Yeah, the yeah, moon's not right. bright. I mean, we've all been out in, in a full moon, and it's it's not that bright. <laughs> <laughs> I'll join you with shiny there, but I remember when I was a teenager and reading it for the first time, I was like, this is so jarring. Okay, so I think we've got four for butter sculpture and two for shiny. So the butter sculpture they're has links. They're they're right. Yeah, they're there we go. And that that is the end of uh our uh categories. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, and I think, it, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's, there we go, do that. Trumpet Busted it out. Emmys. It's not about them shows. This award segment has Golden Joes. Do you need me like... to make a phone call? I can have some cannons go off or something. Uh, maybe <laughs> <a fly-by. laughs> yes. I, I do like Jay's uh, reference at the beginning of the show that the, uh, <laughs> The, the formal name of the statuette would be the Golden Joe, and the colloquialism, the nickname would be a Stormy, you know, like the <laughs> Academy Award and the Oscar. Um, I got a Stormy, and and the Stormy goes to Butter Sculpture. We're getting there. <laughs> um, that Butter Sculpture thing, though, my God, we just we laughed about that. That was so. Yeah, it was a highlight. Excellent. So, so yeah, I think, uh, thank you everybody for, for joining us and, uh, you know, taking yep. us through. Thanks for coming uh, on board guys. On all, all of those, uh, uh, all of those things. So, um, has anybody got anything <laughs> to plug, um, before we sign, uh, sign out. So, uh, Tim, you can find can me find at, you? you can find me at a real American book dot com also facebook a real american book instagram a real american book excellent i am behind on my clicking of things but here is uh, a real american book dot com uh I don't, did that come did that even show might not have done i might click it twice yes. um but um what have you got to uh to shout about and plug um, you can just find me on Facebook. Um, I'm also the co-host of Some Assembly Required. It's a subset of G.I. Joeberg, where we talk about customizing action figures, vehicles, um, just customizing in general. Um, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Good quality content there from the G.I. Joeberg channel. That bunch of goons. <laughs> uh, Jay... What uh, what are you uh, selling to us? What kind of mumbo jumbo? <laughs> I'm not selling anything right now. Break room sketches. Uh, go there, check out some <clears throat> artwork. Maybe one day we'll get some new stuff up. 
Yeah. On our on our last on our last podcast, I was just finishing editing. You said breakroomsetsketches.com. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. It's over on Facebook. Well, it is. It, there's just nothing there. Oh right. Oh, I see. Excellent. Um uh, Richard, this, is, this is there anything page under construction? Under construction. construction. Excellent. Well, Excellent. Well, as um, you may have determined, I don't have a social media presence. And unless you're interested <laughs> in amateur theatre in the northeast of England, then you'll never have heard of me. So I have nothing to promote. I'd just like to say thank you. And I will promote the next 18 issues because they're brilliant. Excellent. We are looking forward Thanks to Thanks for coming on board, Richard. Beginning. Thank you. Good to, good, to have, uh, good to have you on after, after all of your uh, valuable input and comments uh, well, over on the Facebook page. I'll uh, keep punching against your... the wall. <laughs> Without any sound effects. Yeah. Um, job. You can find me uh, everywhere. G.I. Joburg. Thanks, Matt, Zazel, Chris, and Anything Joes for joining us in the chats. Much appreciated. Good swing votes. And thank you, Mark and Talking Joe, for having us. It's been a blast. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for yeah joining in uh, on the comments as, as well and following uh, along. Uh, and I think... That is everything. I'll thank our Patreon contributors. You know who you are. Uh, Richard, Sam, Jay, Bill, Christopher, and Justin. Um, and join mm. in if you want. When all's said and done, you can you catch can us catch down, the road. down the road. Because we've been talking Joe. And we're all out of Joe's. That's Bye, right. everybody. Yeah, Thanks when for having Thank you very much. <laughs> Laters. <laughs> <laughs>